Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 196 of the IA Cast. All right, with me today, we have some great folks, and we have a new face slash voice, however you want to look at it. Uh, on the on the episode today, I'm Michael Doeys, and we have uh, Taylor Arndt. Hi, Taylor. Hey, Michael. Hey. Good to have you back. And Thank you. making her IA cast debut and appearance is uh, Alicia Geary. Welcome, Alicia. Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So, uh, through one of our mutual friends that uh, we we know very well. Uh, I don't know that we could ever say his name again on the podcast because of, uh, you know, reasons that were explained in like the episode 160s or something like that. <laughs> um, uh, this person introduced Alicia to the group and we're very glad he did because we uh, got such a great marketing person and, and somebody that knows what they're doing with social media and all this great stuff. So uh, it's been fantastic. And so, we figured we'd have her on, and she even has some podcasting equipment coming very soon. So it's really cool stuff. So it's great. Uh, and and so Taylor and Alicia are here with us right now. We may have more folks joining us as time goes on. So be on the lookout for some familiar faces that may pop in. So uh, you know that that's what I love about this show is we we are a podcast, but you know people can come in and in in the middle of the episode and keep talking to us, and I think that's great. Again, we're always on the radio uh, every time we do this, and YouTube. If you want to leave us feedback, you can uh, email us at feedback at iacast dot net. And so let's get started. And uh, if you are listening to the iacast network. Uh, you can go back through and listen to all of the content for Unmute Presents uh, and and our other shows like Friday Finds. The travel show with uh, with Katie was last week, fantastic episode. And Michael has been putting out episodes of the Shell Phone Show. Technically working is always great. So there's some great content out there if you have not heard it yet. Uh, Believe it or not, it's been a very busy week for me. So I am not, I'm behind on our IACast network podcasts. I I actually try to listen to keep up with all of our podcasts. I do so too. That, so that I know what's going on. But this week was just kind of a busy week. But uh and if you haven't checked out Friday Finds yet, I we're trying Check to promote that we're trying to promote that feed, but at the same time, I genuinely really like that podcast. Uh on the network, I like all of our shows because I have to say that because I do infrastructure and keep things running. But specifically, Friday Finds and Technically Working are great shows. Technically Working because you learn some good productivity have, habits and or or non habits, depending mm-hmm. on what they're talking about. Yep. And but Friday Finds, Lynn goes out of her way to find three very interesting stories that you may not find in traditional tech news. And she kind of gives her opinions and thoughts on those. So I'm, I really love that, that podcast. So I do too. Yeah. Those are like, of course I love all the podcasts on the network, but those are the ones that I absolutely you know, love as well. 
And technically working has a new day, Michael. Do you want to talk about that? Well, they have their a new reporting day. Well, they're they're changing uh, around. They they have Friday, if I can talk, Fridays through Sundays to record. They're shifting more towards Saturday currently, but it's not a permanent thing. I don't no. think so. I no, don't want not. to tell people you could expect them always on Saturday because they may not no. be. But for now, no. yeah, for now, uh, and I think that they will be on the radio later this evening, uh, recording their episode. So, yep. Uh, very exciting stuff. So that's the latest in IA cast. Oh, there is, as, as Tim Cook and Steve Jobs before him like to say, one more thing. If you were listening to VO Starter Weekly, uh, season two or section two, however you want to look at it, podcast call it seasons, but it's kind of the second section of the app. We'll be starting up in October. So Wednesdays will, uh, in October, uh, section two, will be uh via starter section two will be back on on the podcast so check that out cool stuff so i want to start with a little bit of news that we haven't talked about and that is that uh twitter slash x slash whatever you want to call it today uh, yeah the uh the uh the overlord uh elon musk <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Elon. Yep. Was was talking to somebody about having people pay for Twitter, everybody, to keep bots off the platform. Uh I I do believe that if he does do that, that would be the end of the platform as we know it. But I've I've kind of had this thought that I I I'm predicting, and I have been predicting this in my head, and I'm just putting this out here. I feel like Elon kind of wants to change Twitter to be more like a WhatsApp or something else instead of a massive social media app. But if he does this paid thing, then it will make it to where everybody has to be a paid member to keep bots off the platform. And um, I'd be curious to know y'all's thoughts on, on this, if if this happens, because I've heard talk that this is being rolled back, that it's not going to happen, but who knows? I don't think that it's going to happen. However, he's talked about it before and some he has talked about things and then actually took action on them. So I think it's something to look out for. I honestly, if I find out that he's charging members to be on the platform, I'm deleting my Twitter. I'm deleting my Twitter. I'm not going to hesitate to delete my Twitter because that's a load of baloney. That's that's baloney. If you are going to charge someone just to simply be a part of a social media, then that's not necessarily a social media anymore. That's an exclusive membership club type thing at that point. That's just not what I'm out for when it comes to social media and when it comes to having a space to promote myself and express myself. But yeah, that's my piece. I agree with Alicia and like, you know, Social networks should not make users pay for access. Like Alicia said, that's a whole bunch of baloney and, you know, in her words, and really is, in my eyes, uncalled for. See, the conundrum that I'm going to be put into is this, is that all of my accounting friends currently are on X slash Twitter slash whatever its name is today. (laughs) And the problem with that is if... The overlord, as Michael just said a minute ago, 
makes everybody pay, it seems to me like the accountants are just going to say, hey, well, I guess it's time for us to pay because, you know, some groups of users like accountants or others don't really know another way. And so then I'm kind of like, well, I don't really want to pay to be on this platform, but if the group of people that I really need to interact with is on this platform, I may not have any choice. There's always other options, especially since you're talking about professional communication. There's always places like LinkedIn and things like that for you guys to go hang out and uh, actually interact and network. That makes sense, though. I mean, the only thing is, though, like some of the times in those communities, like not everything we talk about is actually professional. Sometimes we talk about personal things or, you know, like things that we're doing. So not all of it is professional natured. And it's more of a community and LinkedIn may not fit its needs. At least I heard the last time everybody. That's fine. That's fine. There are people that talk about personal things over LinkedIn. It just has to be, um, it's, uh, LinkedIn is rumored to be this like boring business community. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not what people say it is. Yes. It's for professional networking, but. LinkedIn, there's no rules that every conversation has to be professional. You can still be social on LinkedIn. I am in the wholehearted belief that it's perfectly okay to talk personal stuff if you're talking, you know, with your field, especially if it relates to work. But yeah, no, it's, it's not necessarily a big deal. You are okay to post things like that. I wouldn't post. I would have conversations maybe over messages or a group a group chat or something, but like I wouldn't post about your personal life on LinkedIn. But yeah. And- um it it is definitely okay to have conversations about stuff like that. It makes LinkedIn. sense. It's not a crime. I, th- I think the big issue here is it's not a matter of of Taylor wanting to be on X or things like that if they start charging yeah. for it, but it's just you know, people have been using something for so long and just changing. I, I think they would rather stop using social media than actually make a change to somewhere yes. else in some cases. Yeah, that's another thing, too. So that, that's kind of and I believe that's the biggest concern. I believe even Tim Cook made a statement that the reason why Apple is on Twitter slash X is because that platform is still considered even with all of the changes to be a town square and that's why they're still there but you know if, if they if if things change even more there i think that uh, uh that will not be the case much longer interesting it, it being a town square i don't know i i can't speak for apple staying you know that's not something yeah. to about, but i think a lot of tech outlets uh whether it be like tech youtubers tech creators big tech company, tech corporations are going to lose a marketing platform. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to lose a space to give the news and update people on what's coming next. And Mm -hmm. they're going to have to find somewhere else to promote themselves. You know, believe it or not, even though Threads lost a lot of its popularity, I still see a lot of the creators that I follow posting on threads instead of Twitter or, you know, other places. So I I'm just waiting for that activity pub, uh, 
uh, integration with threads so that we can all benefit from users on threads. That's really yes. what I'm excited about. I keep forgetting about threads just because like it doesn't, you know, come up in conversation. But yeah, that is a good point is that I think ActivityPub could make this a whole lot better. And I keep saying that I, I believe that the, the answer for a lot of our problems is for all of these social networks to integrate something like ActivityPub so that the town square is there, but it's everywhere. It's where you where the users want to be. If I want to be on Mastodon, great. If I want to be on Threads, great. PixelFed, great. Instagram, great. You know, wherever I want to be, I could follow anybody else. It, it wouldn't matter. If we had a, a way to have a federation type of, of decentralized social network, then that would be the answer to all of our problems. It's just the corporations who have the user bases want this thing called money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to be too depressing on this podcast episode uh, <laughs> because... You know, we there's been a lot of great tech news. I don't think it's depressing. I think it's just a thing that's happening, and I think it's right. just a thought. Well, I think a lot of users I'm consider not sad to, about it. Yeah, Me either. I, but but I think a lot of users consider it to be depressing because of what's happened to Twitter, right? Like it it was a great place to be, and then it slowly went downhill, and it, it's it's kind of that mall, you know, on the uh, in in your city that uh, all the stores closed and. <laughs> <laughs> Only the 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 riffraff kind of hangs around now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of turning into that. So that that's why I say that. But on to very cool stuff. Uh, we did an unboxing of the iPhone 15 Pro Max yesterday, and uh, that was Alicia's first time on an IA Cast Network podcast. Go so, check it out. Yeah. Good, don't yeah. click away. Go click. Uh, go go. Wait wait until this episode is done and then yes. Click. Yes, wait, wait for that. And afterwards, I hooked my Sennheiser profile microphone up to the iPhone, and uh, it was pretty great how well it worked. And uh, if we have to, we'll edit it out. This what I'm going about to talk about, but we're going to try to put in a little bit of recording from that sample that we took after the unbox cast that we did. So uh, that will go in about this point in the show. I am recording so I could see how I sound on this microphone uh, later on. So, okay, so I'm about five inches away, about six inches away right now, and just talking into my microphone. And I put that on a lot of the room noise too, right there. Yeah, that does. Now that I'm right up much. on my microphone, talking right into the top of the Ooh. microphone. And uh, this is me talking right into it for an extended period of time, probably popping some peas and uh, nope, doing no all that fun nope, stuff. No, no problem. Really? So, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and it, it just shows what the iPhone can do with USB-C. What were y'all's, because you, you both were there last night. So what were y'all's thoughts yeah. of, the, of the phone? It was, I am in love with the blue color. I, it is pretty nice. When I go to purchase my iPhone 15 Pro Max, the blue color is definitely going to be what I get. <laughs> For context, I have 
an iPad Air 5 and I got the blue model. So I'm in love with the fact that the blue, the two blue colors are going to pair nicely well together whenever I purchase my iPhone. That is really awesome. I am coming from a Galaxy S23 Ultra to the iPhone 15 Pro Max. And it's going to be my first iPhone. So I'm extremely excited. But that is pretty cool. The profile, the the sound of the Sennheiser profile when you looked up to the iPhone actually was really clear. It kind of sounded like you were coming from a studio. It sounded like you were in a high-tech, like the the souped-up studio with all the insulation foam and whatnot. Like, you you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the soundproof studios, yeah. Yeah. This is audible. (laughs) 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 Uh, so uh, i have to agree sorry michael no you go ahead what are your thoughts you know i have to agree with alicia you know i had hoped that michael would have taken our advice and made the podcast on the phone but now that i think about it you know you can't really run the audio hijack for the phone hey maybe that's what robomiva should do make audio hijack for the iphone I'm well, not I could ideas, I could have I, I could have joined on Zoom on the computer to do, to do that, but I didn't want to go through the the headaches of joining on two devices and doing all that. Fun it stuff. sounded really like it sounded so good. It's like mm-hmm. I couldn't even tell you were on an iPhone, and you know, just sound like an awesome studio, like you know, like a recording studio or just a sound studio that you would just literally have you know soundproof mm-hmm. room. It sounded very very clear. And it was definitely podcast quality. But you know what's interesting is that we're in the same house, and I don't think you've even held the new phone. No, I haven't, because I had a lot of stuff going on yesterday, and I was just so tired after all of our festivities. And now I'm like, I wanted, I need to go hold it now, Michael. Yeah, you'll have to come check it out. It, it's it is different. It it definitely feels different. Somebody said it feels closer or. Yeah, somebody said it feels closer and less distinguishable between the 15 and the 15 Pro lineup. So they both feel very similar since the, there's the, the titanium has a different feeling from stainless steel. I will say I will miss the shininess of stainless steel. I just love the color, uh, the the shine of stainless steel. But you know that that's what ha- that's what happens when you you know upgrade your phone. So uh, it is lighter. It's easier to hold. You know, one of the things I've always loved to read books and comics and, and just holding my phone for a while just gets heavy in one hand. But I think this phone will help with some of that. So I, I read loads of Marvel comics on my iPad mini, and that's really a nice device for that. And then, um, you know, sometimes if I'm out, if I want to read on my phone, I can do that too because they're very similar screen sizes. So I feel as if we've gone on a tangent. Oh, this happens all the time on the IA account. Yeah, this is not this is not new. This is not new. Nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> because we we wanted to give our first impressions on this phone. And and yeah. that's part of the episode today. Um and, and, and so it it's a great device. And I would recommend if people want to upgrade from if if you're thinking about upgrading from the 14 Pro and 14 Pro Max, figure out why you need to upgrade, see if it's what you need. And you know, make those decisions. I don't know that it's for everybody. No. But but USB C, if you're a 
if you're a power user, this is really a great, great update. And I, I know I'm excited. I know I'm excited. I'm so too. I, was, I was talking to a friend, uh, probably it was the day I got my iPad, which I only got, it's only been like a month since I got the iPad. And they, they uh, were just ever so just just trying so hard to like get me to switch to the iPhone since I had an Android phone and an iOS tablet. They just really wanted me to switch. They thought it was just the best idea ever to switch. And I made a joke with them and I was like, oh, well, let iPhone get USB-C and then we'll talk. Well, a month later, we find out that the iPhone 15 has USB-C. <laughs> yep. But also a month later, the iPad worked its way into my soul and I found out that there was a bunch of things that iOS does better that Android does do, but somehow iOS does better. So, well, I think I think for the Android fans that are listening to the podcast, simpler would be the simpler, the, yeah. Yeah. Better, simpler. It mm-hmm. depends on how you look at it. And and perspective. You know, some people just Yeah, just, absolutely. You know, Android just I'm, works with their headspace better. You know. Yeah. For the record, I'm not waging this war of iPhone versus Android. I feel like they both have their their pros and their cons. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not a matter of which one is better. It's a matter of which one works best for you. Exactly. So, there you go. There's my point. And, and, and I actually plan to have a whole episode on, I, I call the term platform shaming, where people say, oh, you've got this. Well, you know oh, how dare you oh my right. god this is better right and and, and that, that's the term i use as platform shaming where people put that. each other down because of what platform they use and it's not the right thing to do so that's a another conversation for another day but let, let's actually get into the things that uh, have happened this week amazon and the, microsoft yes amazon and microsoft <laughs> We had two announcements, two events that we didn't actually watch, but we got the. We were working. Very sorry. Yeah, (laughs) but we we got we have the details for these events, or at least most of them. And I I want to start off with Amazon, and after after all, they are first in the alphabet, so it makes sense. Well, that's true. That's true. Good point. Good point. (laughs) So we got a, we didn't get a lot of devices this time. We we got a new Echo Show 8. And I don't know how I feel about this device. Uh it's it's supposed to have, you know, all these new things and uh the screen is supposed to do certain things as you move around the room and and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I I mean it's great. The, uh, you know, it's just a new show eight, right? I think it's more iterative than, than revolutionary, you know? I was a little disappointed that they released a new Echo Show 8 because I purchased not too long ago the previous version of the Echo oh. Show 8. Mm-hmm. As I'm noticing, as I'm looking around at, like, what Amazon is presenting this Echo Show 8 as is... It's not as much of an upgrade as we might think it is. It has a new screen. The UI is a bit better. 
I think it's supposed to, uh, I honestly can't remember. I don't know if they're selling it on Amazon already. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the new, uh, everything coming and it, I mean, it looks like there's a new ambient, uh, experience. And I think that's what I was talking about earlier. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I found the everything coming. Mm -hmm. The Echo Show 8. This thing looks strange. Have you looked at it? I have not seen a picture of it yet. It's like a hybrid between the Echo Show. um, Oh, that's that's the Echo Show 10. Okay. So it it looks like it looks like it's it it does look like a little bit of a hybrid. It has a rounded speaker on the back and kind of that. That uh, it shows the time and all that on the front. It's a lighter color. Yeah, um, it looks like a, it looks like a bit of a hybrid between mm-hmm. the echo, the normal echo, and the show. Yeah, interesting. It, it kind of reminds me of the Nest Hub. You know how the Nest Hub has like that speaker wedge in the back, and then the the screen kind of looks like a tablet pressed on top of the speaker. Right. I honestly don't know how that holds up over time. Can anyone right. tell me if <laughs> something has ever happened? to their nest hub like i would love to hear that yeah we, we hashtag we, ia cast yeah we, we i've had a nest hub it's worked but but the, the the ambient thing is supposed to really focus on where you are with the camera and and shift audio and things like that so it's kind of like cool. you know it's instead of building like the echo 10 echo show 10 it's a speaker that rotate it, it looks like the the top of the astro robot yeah. Or Astra or whatever it's called. And, and it if no one's ever it. seen it, and if no one's ever seen it, uh, it rotates. The mm-hmm. stand has a motor in it, and it rotates around to follow you, yep. and it uses the camera to do that. Interesting. Yep. Um, so for the Echo Show 8, the new Echo Show 8 is going to use the camera, and it's not going to follow you, but it is going to like track track audio and track like where you are to be able to push the audio in a direction that's more suitable to your location. Yep. So the the uh the next one is the Echo Hub. And this one is a it, it's supposed to compete with like the Nest Hub. Uh but that's it, it's an interesting topic. Yeah it it's basically a smart home hub for Echo where you, you can go in and change your house stuff. You could hang it on a wall and things like that uh, is kind of like what... that. Hmm? Kind of like I think. Oh God, I think LifeX came out with something like that, where it was like a tablet panel that you hung on the wall, and you could like touch it and, and interact with it to get our to get the smart home stuff to work. Mm-hmm. And there's apparently like a map view that's coming out where you can manage your smart home from your phone, where you can that's like map weird. your home. Interesting. Um, now there's two more uh there's a new uh fire tv soundbar that's come out i'm excited about that i feel like that's um it's not as expensive as i thought it would be uh there's a new uh fire tv stick 4k that's under 50 dollars, which is pretty nice wow. i just like I don't, if i fire buy sticks. if i want it fire hmm? sticks have always been the same price i yeah. think they've always been like 49 bucks and there's a uh, 4K Max Fire Stick. Love that. With a Fire <laughs> TV ambient experience, just like the Echo Show 8. Love that. 
And it supports the first streaming stick to support Wi-Fi 6E. That's interesting. Ooh, that's really cool. We have uh, new Fire TV search and personalization features. So that's all pretty cool. Back to, uh, and we talked about the soundbar. Let's see. There's some more TV stuff that was announced. But, you know, the, the important things are uh, the A-Lady, as we call her on the show, uh-huh. is getting generative AI. So it will be, some people think this is great. And some people think this is a very big privacy concern. And the reason is that uh, with this, you know, it's going to send all of our requests to an LLM, large language uh, model. And some people find that to be okay. Some people are very hesitant about it. But uh, I I mean, look, we're already sending all this stuff to Amazon anyway. Yeah. Right? So it's just a bit more. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I mean, because okay. I feel like it's going to. Has anyone ever asked a question to to the Amazon Echo to be able to, you know, get information, you know, quickly, right off the bat, right off hand? I feel like it's going to make it better at answering those informational questions. Right. As long as it doesn't to, hallucinate. Because, <laughs> because it's able to pull data from somewhere and you know, be able to answer these questions right off the bat instead of you having to, is that going to be an answerable question or not? You know, because right. right. there are some questions that are okay to ask it. And then there are other questions that sound too complex to ask it that it's not going to have an answer for. And then there are questions that you just know right off the bat that it's not going to be able to answer. So just pull out your phone and ask the question right. on Google. So it so th- those are, those are asking this question. yeah. So that's all things that we're going to see with uh, the Echo and Fire devices. Now, here's the the one announcement from Amazon that really has me kind of excited, even though this for once is outside my budget. <laughs> I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of the Eero routers. Okay, they announced the Eero Seven Max router system. And this is Wi-Fi 7 routers for consumers, not businesses, but consumers. Already? Already. And I feel like, you know, I feel like Wi-Fi 6 has only just come out. Wi-Fi 6 has been out for a while. 6E has been out for the last year or two. 7 is the latest now. Oh and hmm? I said, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> And these routers are pretty beefy. They look like the old airport uh, uh, extreme routers from Apple. They kind of really do. They're big, tall, bulky things. And they have four uh, four ports on the back. I think from what I heard, it was two 2.5 gigabit and two 1 gigabit ports. And um, they start at $5.99 for just one. That's crazy. That's nuts. I mean, I think it's fine for them to be bulky because they are the first Wi-Fi 7 routers available for consumer. That's a big jump. I feel like it's totally fine for them to be bulky, but I do hope that in the future that more companies are able to make them more compact and, you know, able to 
be put in a smaller space. Well, the, the thing about set Wi-Fi 7 is there's just so many radios that have to go into it that it. I'm fine with that because I'd rather a big bulky box instead of a, a router with a bunch of little antennas. Oh, my God. Kind of, kind of like the Netgear and others. Like, they are very powerful radios. But, yeah, I just like the the design of the Eros. And I, I just think that I'm fine with it. But. Uh, just the price needs to come down a little bit before I upgrade my whole house to right. to those. Right. I, I I think one of those costs about as much as two or three of the six E versions cost. Do you think they'll come down in price? And do you think you may not need as many of them? I don't know. I I really do not know. But I I really trust the Eero brand. We had a, a router recommendations episode a while back where. Uh, the consensus was Eero or Ubiquity for your networking from uh, our panelists here on the show. So uh, if you've not heard that episode, you may want to go back and listen to it after this conversation. Oh, but uh, don't forget about the unboxing. <laughs> right. We just did that, too. So th- we're, we're making a list for listeners to go listen to, you know. <laughs> so... Um, did I? I think that's kind of the. Oh, 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 no, that is not the end. Echo frames. Now, a lot of people thought they were going to discontinue these. They released another. They bum, did. Bum, bum. So they released new Echo frames. They are supposed to look nicer. Previously, they did not look the best. They do, by the way. They look. They look nicer. They look a bit uh, more cleaned up. Mm-hmm. The previous version kind of looked like a rush launch. It didn't really look all that great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was not necessarily a fan of the Echo Frames because I feel like they were just capitalizing on a market that um, was trying to push itself forward. Right. Because Bose makes audio glasses, Soundcore even makes audio glasses now. Then Amazon was just like, ooh, let us jump on the bandwagon. Let's do this. And they kind of rushed it. And I feel like that's why they didn't look all that great. Right. <laughs> they looked a little ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but they actually do look a bit more. The form factor is a bit nicer. Yes. And I, I've heard they sound better, too. The, one of the podcasts. That I, I hope so. Podcasts, look at the price tag. Yeah. How much are they? You want to share that? I can't remember what it was, but I know I was like, "Woof." Yeah, well, if you look them up, they're not the cheapest, but none of these are. The uh, so I mean, a podcaster was talking, and they said that you know Amazon has had a history of releasing a lot of products that they didn't know how well they do, and so their way of beta testing was, "Hey, let's just sell it to customers and see if they like it or not, and if they don't, oh well, we have their money." Oh. And I feel like that's a little bit of an extreme view on that, but it kind of true i feel like amazon is just one of those companies that's not afraid to try by the way i did figure out the price 269.99 for the echo frames third gen that's a little expensive yeah that's nuts so a price tag yeah (laughs) it's a bit much yeah no for audio glasses I, i don't know i'm just not a fan of the audio glasses market I would rather just buy some dedicated bone conduction headphones and call mm-hmm. it a day, honestly. See, they don't 
they don't the like the the shocks never have fit me so oh uh, my head's too big for you yes it does my head's too big now you know uh, they actually are designed to like mold after a while to your head and i think they've actually gotten bigger i've tried Um, all the latest ones and they still don't fit oh my goodness yeah that's sad yes it is that's a really good bone i think bose makes a pair of uh they make the bone frames bose frames but they're discontinuing those are they Mm -hmm. at least certain models i'm not sure if they're discontinuing all of them i wonder if there are any other um bone conduction head film manufacturers out there yeah because that is a really good thing to have especially if you're walking around like in public and you need to hear things right i have they're like my best friends because right. I wear them in public to keep people from eavesdropping because I use a screen reader, mm-hmm. you know? So I uh, don't want people hearing my business <laughs> and hearing my I, text messages and my calls. So I always walk around with one AirPod in is, is what I do. I don't really feel safe doing that in public mm-hmm. because Sure, you're aware because the AirPod you can put on transparency or something, and um, but I don't feel safe because I, I'm that's not my own ears, that's me hearing through a microphone, right? And I just that don't feel like, yeah, I just don't feel like it comes through as clear as my, my own ear canal. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like it's as clear, so I would rather just use a uh. A bone conduction headphones Mm -hmm. because it leaves my ears open for me to be able to directly hear what's happening around me. And I'm kind of the paranoid type. If I'm walking around in public, I want to be aware of what's happening. (laughs) Right. For sure. The, uh, so that's pretty much myself. That's what we've gotten from Amazon. And the next thing I want to talk about is kind of what excites me uh, is the Microsoft event. They had a lot of announcements. So uh, Windows is going to be getting a new update very soon, 23H2. I, I was talking to somebody and said 22H3 or something like that. I know. I heard that too. I was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. But it's 23H2. and Basically, this update uh, is going to add Copilot throughout Windows, which is neat because you'll be able to even paint with like the paint application. You could paint with words, which I'm kind of interested to try out. That'd be uh, cool to find out if that actually works. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it uses Dolly or something like that to do that. So that's very interesting to me. There'll be more customization. So is Mm -hmm. that AI integration, basically? It is, yes. It is. Yep, it is generative AI integrated into Windows. And so you'll be able to tell your co-pilot in Windows to do different things in Windows, like move files around or do certain things, and it will do it. Oh, God. Will this replace Cortana? Yes, this is kind of the replacement. Oh, my God. That's actually really exciting. I, I was watching a video on TikTok yesterday, and it was one person. That kind of makes me want to keep my service. Mm-hmm. And 
just I that kind of makes me want to keep my surface and just save up for the Mac so that I could still play with the platforms. Yes. And 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 basically what happens, what what you'll be able to do is do all of these different features, uh pretty much tell Windows what to do. And it's coming out in the next week or so, I believe. Is it? I'll have to look at that because I want to try it. Mm-hmm. At least the rollout is. In- Since I am a Windows user. Yep. So yes, you will be. Get, there's more customization to the taskbar that's coming. These are just highlights. There's so many things to cover today, so I'm not going through I mean, everything. I watch the event. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna announce. They're having all of these new features. Um, you know, you'll be able to control your computer, type to Windows to do different things, all the stuff. So it's all coming. So we got new devices from Microsoft this year, and one of them has me kind of excited. And I'm not going to start with that one. So you'll have to wait and hear my excitement Ooh. later. That's for last. Yep. That's for last. So we got the Surface Go 4, which is a, a small tablet that uh, is going to be very, you know, it, it's it's kind of like the Surface Pro, but smaller, 10-inch tablet. And I think it uses, I think the Surface Go is using an ARM chip, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they didn't use to, but they may be now. I don't remember. I haven't looked at the specs. But it is a small Windows laptop uh, and it or small Windows tablet, and it's just tiny. Who is that good for? Um, You know, it's good for people that kind of want a tablet, but they don't want to go with an iPad or an Android Windows tablet. tablet. It has the ability to connect to a type cover. You just have to buy it separately. Yep. I liked the idea of the Surface Go, but it wasn't really high spec enough. Right. It's really and not. And I it. wanted a bigger display, so I got the Surface Pro. Mm-hmm. And it has, can be used with a monitor. Duh. Uh, That's kind of a duh. It has a USB-C port. Right. I wonder if Microsoft got rid of their magnetic charge connector. I don't know if they have or not. It is an Intel processor, N200, I believe it's called. So it is still an Intel chip and it's very low powered, you know, the, I think it's the surface pro X mm-hmm. that, uses that is arm. Pressure. Yes, for yeah. sure. Um, the next one up is the surface laptop go three. Cause that's Smaller not confusing. Laptop. That's not confusing but, at all. Yeah, that's very right. But it is a proper laptop with a touchscreen. Um, and the Go laptops are typically smaller than yeah. the, uh, than the laptop. Mm-hmm. Smaller than the normal laptop, and they're yep. typically smaller than the Surface Pros. Yep. About the same size as the Pros, but they don't have a type cover. They have a full keyboard. Yeah, and it's not detachable. Right. Now, uh, the one, and, and you guys can go look up the specs and prices if you would like, but we just want to tell you what's coming out. <laughs> Now, the one that really has my interest, oh, wait, there is a new Surface uh, Hub, so keep that in mind. Oh, Surface Hub. What's a Surface mm. Hub? Yeah, what's that about? It's a, It's basically a dock where you could take your Surface and hook it up to it, and you get your monitor, you get your keyboard, mouse, and all that stuff. Oh, that's dope. I didn't know that was a thing. Yep. That is a thing. It's expensive, of like course. everything else. Yeah. But it's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so cool. Then my favorite one that was announced is, drum roll, <laughs> the Surface Laptop Studio 2. 
This that is one, an interesting thing. This thing the is... The Circus Laugh Studio is an interesting Yes, concept. it is. This one is a replacement to the Surface Book. I'm, I'm calling it a replacement to Surface Book because it's been many, many years since they have built a Surface Book. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking that we're not going to get one. No, I don't think they, I don't think we are either. I think the Surface Book is years in the discontinued department. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. And th the nice thing about this Surface Studio is uh, it is using a 13th gen Intel Core processor, i7 on the base model, which starts at 1999. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's expensive. And, but this year we're also getting an NPU, a neural processing unit on the machine for AI usage. Oh. So that is interesting to me. The Surface Laptop Studio is a, uh, the, the line on this is it's a laptop. So you could, you know, open and close the screen just like a laptop. But then you could also pivot the screen at an angle, kind of like the magic keyboard on the iPad. But then you could also turn the, the screen where it's completely covering the keyboard. So it's like a, it's like a, a two and one. Yeah, it, well, it's kind of a three in one almost. I'd have to see to actually understand it. I would say two in one with an extra viewing angle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honestly, because uh, it kind of has that cantilever vibe that the Magic Keyboard has. Right. And then. It has the normal laptop angle, and then it has the tablet. Yes. So the uh, the reason why I'm excited about this is because of that 13th gen Intel processor, but also because this is the first time that, well, the Surface Books had a whatever in, uh, NVIDIA graphics card of the 60 variety, the you know, 2060 back in the day or whatever. And the Surface Studio, uh, Laptop Studio One had a 3050 in it. This one has a 4050 uh, as a configurable option, but now also again has the 4060 option. And that has me intrigued as a gamer because if I could have a Windows development machine and a gaming machine in one, that would be pretty uh, enticing. interesting, enticing and to have. And it's a two-in-one? Right. Like, that, that is insanity. Like, to be able to switch from workhorse to tablet to gaming horse. Right. In a cinch, that's right. nuts. <laughs> also, one of the other things that really has me excited about this machine is very few Windows laptops have a haptic trackpad. And for reference, that is what the uh, Mac laptops have and have had since like 2013, 2012. Thank you for the heads up. And so most Windows laptops have a diving board where the closer to the front of the closer to uh, the front of the of the trackpad, you get better uh, clicks. Well, this one is a fully haptic piece of glass, just like the Apple ones. So it'll like vibrate, right? It makes you, it makes you it. it makes you think that you're clicking your mouse. 
or your okay, trackpad. That's, that's insane. And so <laughs> having that on a Windows computer is, in my opinion, kind of big. So that's why I'm saying that this this machine out of all of them is the most interesting of them all, even if it does start at $19.99. Yeah, that's a bit much. But it's but you're getting a lot with it. So I feel like those who purchase it will actually be very happy. I wonder right. if it's is it gonna support like the is there gonna be since they're releasing all of this new stuff, is there gonna be a new surface pen? Yes, I believe it's called the Surface uh, Slim Pin or something like that, from what I remember reading. Uh, so it is a new Surface Pin. There is a new Surface Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, there's a lot that have, has come out this week. Uh, my highlights are the Eero 7 Max and, and the Surface Laptop Studio. Funny enough, they're the most expensive things on the list. That's interesting. <laughs> that, yeah, that's always, yeah. So what is it that kind of stands out to you two that, that you're interested in from these announcements? Um, probably, probably the generative AI from Amazon and the Microsoft uh, Surface, Surface Laptop Studio. So I would say probably the generative AI from Amazon as well as the co-pilot for uh, Windows. Because I already have a Surface. I don't know if I need a Surface Studio per se. I think Which for what Surface you do, do you have? Well, Michael? Oh, I Which think... Surface? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I think for what you have, like for what your use case is, you've never needed more than what you have on your laptop. But Exactly. You, and Taylor has a Surface Laptop 5. Yes. Oh, okay. So it's a great machine, right? Yes. So, and for what she does, it's it's perfect. So do you guys have any comments before we wrap this thing up today? Nope. I, do I don't. Okay. Well, as we typically do at the end of these things, Taylor, what is your pick for this week and where can people find you online? So my pick is Spotify. So Alicia introduced me to it basically where we have group sessions. So when we're in our co-working room uh, on Zoom, she starts up a session and then I join it uh, on my devices so I can listen to exactly what her and Michael are listening to. People can find me online on Mastodon, T-A-Y-A-R-N-D-T. At Techopolis, that is T E C H O P O L I S dot social. And I'm just pretty much all over the internet and all over IACast. All right. And Alicia, what is your pick for this week? And where can people find you online? All right. My pick of the week. Uh, Michael has just recently got me hooked on uh a game called Minecraft Dungeons. And if you haven't played it before, and if you're a Minecraft fan, it's going to come pretty natural to you. It's 20 bucks for the Nintendo Switch, and I'm pretty sure it's 20 bucks for Xbox. And I'm not sure about Sony's prices, uh, <laughs> but it's probably 20 bucks there too. Um, but it's pretty much Minecraft, but a dungeon crawler. So that's in, insanely fun and really mm -hmm. fun to play multiplayer. It's really it's really fun to play yep. co-op play. And it's not um, a very accessible game, but it is it is a fun if you, game if you have low vision. 
it's actually kind of accessible if you have low vision. Um, my Nintendo Switch even was reading out all of the menus and all mm-hmm. of the objectives and how to do the things. So if you do have some vision, you can kind of navigate. And the objective arrows are very bright and easy to see. So if you have low vision, it is going to be a good game. Um, But where you can find me online, I am Blind One Lives, capital B, capital O, capital L. Um, Pretty much everywhere. Uh, Twitter or X. um, Facebook, I am something different. I think I'm Blind Copywriter. Uh, and LinkedIn, you can find me as Alicia Geary. And Discord, obviously, if you add me on Discord, it's going to be the same thing. Blind One Lives, Capital B, Capital O, Capital O. Um, feel free to hit me up. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, the the audience has to guess what my pick is. I don't think it's very hard for them to guess. Uh, it's my iPhone 15 Pro Max. I, I knew of y'all course. guessed it. I knew y'all guessed it. So I, I yeah. just, you know, uh, great, great phone, great color blue, great experience. I think the speakers are better. Microphones, I think, are a little different even. So great purchase. Um, now the, the fun part of just trading in my old phone and getting things ready. As for, yeah, fun times. <laughs> As for where people can find me online, I'm pretty much Mike Doe's everywhere. Uh, Mike Doe's on uh, Twitter, uh, X, whatever. I am. Uh, you can email me at Mike Doe's at iCloud.com. And you can find me on Mastodon at Mike Doe's. It's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at techopolis.social. And we are now updated to Mastodon 4.2, which I'm happy about. That just came out with a full text search and... Um, all kinds of neat features like that. So uh, people are more than welcome to register there and hang out with us on techopolis.social if you're very into uh, very techy things. So uh, it's good stuff and uh, everybody's welcome. This has been a good, another great episode of the IA cast. We are inching ever closer to 200. So we have. Uh, we need to think of a milestone celebration. We need oh, to we, do something we, to celebrate. We have plans. For that you um, do we do have plans i will tell you and about you them offline those juicy plans offline exactly. yeah yeah <laughs> so we have some good plans for that and uh i think it'll be a fun episode episode 200 because we're not going to talk about tech we're going to talk about us the whole time so um it'll be fun we're going to have a big group probably you know we'll, we'll have more than just our typical five three to five person panel we'll have a lot of folks here oh. so It'll be a great episode. So make sure that you come around for that on the recordings and everything else. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited about it. So with all that being said, thank you, everybody on the radio who uh, came to listen today. Thanks, Taylor and Alicia, for being on the show today. It's been a very good episode. And uh, we'll be back next week for episode 197 of the iCast. So thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next time. That's a wrap. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.
Thank you for tuning in to the IA Cast. We hope you enjoyed the show and found the conversation to be insightful and informative. If you have any feedback or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at feedback at iacast.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at IACast Network to stay informed about new episodes and other updates. Don't forget to check out more great podcasts on the IACast Network, iacast.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.